What's up, guys? This week's episode of The Point After Show is brought to you by the Electric City Music Conference. Three days of music and education in downtown Scranton, Pennsylvania, coming at you September 14th through the 16th. Tickets are only five bucks to each venue, ten bucks for a hopper pass. We have a music, we have music awards, we have educational panels, we have music industry professionals, 150 bands. It's the best deal. Visit electriccitymusicconference.com. Again, electriccitymusicconference.com. A proud sponsor of the Point After Show. The Point After Show. We threw that game. We gave it away by doing that. We gave them the freaking game. In my opinion, that sucked. Uh, playoffs? What talk about playoffs? You kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. The point after show. I just want to say from the bottom of my heart, I'd like to take this chance to apologize to absolutely nobody. The double chance does what the f- he wants. The point after show. Spikes in hell. Hey, what's up, guys? This is Eddie Daddy from The Point After Show. I'm here with Tommy Walker Blue, Lipko, Cavi the producer, Caviston, the fantasy football advantage, Polly Lipko, is absent tonight, so we're going to carry on without him. Um, but before we get into our topics of uh, this week's podcast, we just want to mention that we are dropping our Fantasy Football Advantage podcast show. And with that, uh, you're going to get some fantasy football knowledge from the three of us here. And also, uh, we're going to release the winner of the Tyree Kill jersey. So listen to that if you played in our contest or if you just want some expert knowledge. There are no experts, as the F Advantage says. Yeah, well, we give us the best uh, possible knowledge we can give, I guess. Or even give you a little inside look at our league, too. Get to know us as players a little bit better. Absolutely. So let's just jump right into our topics tonight. Uh, Have you guys ever seen the early 90s, uh, what was it, franchise, the Mighty Ducks, or even Heavyweights he was in, I believe? Goldie Goldberg, real name Sean Weiss, was arrested in Los Angeles. He stole $151 worth of electronics from Fry Electronics Store. Uh, he's going to do 150 days in the slammer out there in Los Angeles County. So um, if you know Goldie Go- Goldberg, if you remember him, I think he was even on a couple episodes of Boy Meets World and Sabrina the Teenage Witch. He's in Good Burger. Yeah, Good Burger, yeah. Yeah, he was the chubby one from Heavyweights, I think. But. I think with this career dwindling now, I don't know if those royalty checks are, are still coming in from these movies and, and TV shows, obviously, if he's stealing $151, but that's pretty cheap rent. That's a buck a day, a little, little over a buck a day, so yeah. three hot meals, maybe he needs a little dental work, get cleaned up in the front. Well, and I mean, $151, there had to be, I'm thinking in Los Angeles County, because they said it was uh, a more serious offense, I think it, anything over the $150 threshold is probably a little bit more serious of a petty theft crime. So they actually, I think they added on that extra dollar just to make it that's a possible. Bit more serious. I mean, he got caught by his manager, <laughs> so he was stealing from the place he works at. Um, it's just mind blowing to me. But also, he he got the harsher um, sentence because mm-hmm. he had already had his uh, run-ins similar a run in. Well, this this is a second theft time too. Second so. theft, but he got arrested a couple years ago because he. Uh, tied up a girl and pissed on her oh. and made her like he recorded her making her say like she was like worthless or something like that so like Goldberg's a little bit of a, a weirdo Maybe I think he's just a big fan of R. Kelly 
Who knows? Well, yeah. Could be, but you, you still need permission. Ignition on. <laughs> yeah. And he said this is all you're worth, so yeah. he's a class guy. Yeah, all, yeah, this is all you're worth. But here's my biggest takeaway from this, and thank God I wrote the article because I thought I knew Eddie pretty well. And then his fiance throws out on Facebook last night, Eddie's never seen the Mighty Ducks. Never seen it in, in its entirety. Nope. What? Never seen it. Eddie, like, what, what did you guys do up there in Simpson? Um, I don't know. Watched other things? Yeah. Like <laughs> paint dry and yeah. your ass grow? Yeah. yeah. I feel like as a 90s kid, like, is that like you've I never seen any of them, one through four? There's four? Yeah. So like oh, quack, quack, jeepers. quack, Mr. Duckworth? You don't know any of that? No. So like ducks fly together means nothing to you? No, I know that reference. What about cake, yeah. eater? cake eater? No, don't know what that means. Oh. I heard of cake farts. That's a good <laughs> video. <if you> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cake eaters. Uh, uh, you call like uh, yeah, banks, like, like an uppity rich person. So note to self, never call Eddie a cake eater because it won't mean yeah. anything to him. Well, I'll, I'll probably laugh, but I'll just laugh because <laughs> to make you feel better about yourself. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I never watched it. Um, I was just never a hockey guy. I tried watching it. Um, and it just bored me to death, so I just moved on with my life, watched the Sandlot instead. See, I feel like every suburban uh, guy our age, kid our age at that point, that was cake like... Cake eaters? Yeah, cake eaters, <laughs> but first um, introduction to hockey. I don't think I ever saw any hockey before that. You know, I, yeah, we're from Pennsylvania. That. <clears throat> that wasn't a no. thing back then, oh, you know? Flying V. That flying V. E, you missed out, bud. I know. Maybe, maybe, I'm yeah. going to have to try to watch it again because that, maybe, you know, now with Emilio up in age, it might bring back some if, memories. If I, if I get an invite to the wedding, I know what I'm getting you for a wedding gift, the whole collector series. That's right. All right. When well, the cows are spinning uh, circles in the pasture and the roosters better, are... Better be on Blu-ray. <laughs> the roosters are crowing at the moon. Ducks fly together. Uh, e. Yeah. So Disappointing. That's that. <laughs> yeah, that's Goldberg for <laughs> that's you. That's Goldberg. But um, but no, I mean you have to wonder too. One hundred and fifty-one dollars worth of electronics. Like it couldn't, it couldn't have been like big thing. Nowadays, it's like, like a remote for yeah, your TV. It's like, it's like a used yeah. iPad. Yeah, a bunch of jump drives. Like what? Like I don't know. Yeah, uh, iPhone chargers. Yeah, probably. Maybe he's just stealing the copper wire. Like <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what the hell. Good man. That's just sad. That, you know, I it, obviously after urinating on a female and this is your second offense. I, I'm not a fan of yours then. But at the same time, I feel bad. Like, you were a star in our day as growing up, and here you are stealing $150 worth of goods. And it, obviously, I don't think with this being second offense, it's just for fun or he has a disease. This is... His life He just now. needs it, yeah. It's, it's whatever's <laughs> necessary to... He'll be S&D for Coke soon. <laughs> <laughs> Goldberg's uh, going to be down on Skid Row. Uh, anyway, <laughs> he'll be like... Uh, uh, Galaxia. From, from, uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's it. But, yeah. All right, so enough of Goldberg. We talked about him enough. But uh, a baseball story, even though there there have been a lot of trades, the, the, the deadline was yesterday. Um, let's talk about Adrian Beltre because I think, and there was a couple articles about it uh, on the Internet um, yesterday when he hit his 30,000th uh, career hit. 3,000th. 3,000. I'm sorry. Getting ahead of myself. Yeah. That would have been a record. <laughs> yeah. Pretty, by far. <laughs> yeah. It would have been um, like Wayne Gretzky. Yeah. Thousand, thousand times baseball. more than anybody. Uh, no, but he kind of flies under the radar as a baseball player. Like, everyone knows the name and knows who he is, but, I mean, he's one of 31 people now in all of baseball's history to have 3,000 career hits. Um, 
you know, just, just since uh, the year 2000, he's the eighth player. That's going on almost 20 years, 17 years. He's just the eighth player um, to have that many hits in he, a career. And he's only one of five foreign players to ever do it. Yeah, and he's only one of four players to ever have 3,000 hits, four 150 homers and 600 doubles. That's a little stat line for you. A little that. stat nice. from the baseball guru over here. Um, but I, I mean, props to Beltre. I heard he's, a, you know, I mean he's getting up there in age, but he's a stand-up guy. He's I f- the 10th youngest player to do this, I mm-hmm. think, right? Yeah. Yeah. Years so old, he's like it's like him, um, A Rod, Jeter, like that all did it kind of around the same age. Like when they read out the the company he's in, it's it's wild. Mm-hmm. I feel bad for him because I feel like. A lot of people throw out Adrian Beltran and just, like, completely confuse the guy with him. You know what I mean? Like, when you hear that name, you're just like, oh, okay. I feel I like uh, he I'm gets sure you wouldn't in. feel bad for him when you see his bank account. You know, he's, he's <laughs> no. had hundreds of millions of dollars in contracts, so there's nothing really to feel bad for. Because right. even if this guy takes worst-case scenario, I don't see him stealing $150 worth of electronics ever. No, no. I, so, I don't see that either. Well, I don't think Goldberg... Made nearly as much money from the Mighty, Mighty Ducks movies. I don't think so either. <laughs> but, but no, congratulations. Yeah, prop, props to AB. Uh, uh, did you see what he when he was interviewed after the game? What he said? He gave the Marshawn Lynch line. I'm all, they they only came or I feel what is it now? Um, I came here so I don't get fired. I'm only here so I don't get fired. And did you see? Uh, so I guess it's like I'm not a big baseball guy, but I guess it's a big thing with him. Like he doesn't like anybody touch his head. So I like, mean, yeah. I so when he went in, uh, so and it was a classy act by the uh, Orioles. They all came over and hugged him and everything. And one of his former teammates gave him a little rub head, and he just punched him right in the balls. Uh-huh. <laughs> Put him, drop him. <laughs> uh, uh, I don't know if, if hitting one head equates to the other head, but it's a little dirtier. <laughs> but I guess if if you know a guy's weakness and what he doesn't like, and you still do it, that's kind of dirty too. But yeah, well, that's probably just fun love. I was talking baseball with us because that's about all we got for you, I think, as far as baseball <laughs> yeah, goes. I know there, there, was, there, were, there were some big trades uh, at the tra- trade deadline today, uh, yesterday, I should say. Um, but, yeah, as far as uh, big big stories, I think that was the most, the biggest one that we were, you know, preached, wanted to preach on. So And Ed's going to be coming back with his baseball articles here, too. I am. So. Yeah, I took a little hiatus. Uh, it's been a while since I got back into that or since I, I was writing those. But, yeah, I mean, now that it's – Getting near crunch time for baseball. Some playoff pushes. People, you know, teams start are... calling you Mr. October. <laughs> Mr. Yeah. Miyagi. Ed stretched the uh, the All Star break a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ed, Ed, Ed's still on All Star. Yeah. <laughs> Eddie's home run derby starts. Oh, it's over. Week, so. Yeah. Uh, but no, I'll, I'll start putting those out uh, daily if you guys are playing daily fantasy or just want to get some updates on your favorite player. So listen for that or look for that. Um, this guy we talked about. Many a times, uh, Levar Ball. Unfortunately, another. I just can't stand this guy. Um, so he was coaching for the Adidas Uprising Summer Championship Basketball League. Uh, I think this was was it last week or s- over the weekend, um, where he got a technical foul um, called on him. Then I don't know if the the timeline here, but I guess he pulled his entire team off court and then demanded. That was, that was a couple weeks ago. Oh, that was a couple yeah. weeks ago. Well, they different, left. Different different they left. Okay. They completely left. This time, well, that time was even equally as ridiculous to me. Yeah. And the power, like, but what was kind of impressive about it was he just looked at all those kids in the court and said, let's go, and they just walked over, picked up their stuff, and walked out that time. Because they Which see is, this guy in, like, every media outlet. Oh, even, yeah. You know, 
you know, the Point After Show's doing it, and even ESPN's doing it. They're doing right. a big push. You know, they're not as big as the Point After Show, but they see this and they see this guy's celebrity right now, and they're like, "Well, yeah, I'm going to listen to everything he says because they they're brainwashed to think he's going to lead them to the promised land and maybe be part of the big baller brand." Mm-hmm. But the, in my mind, for the last one that ha- the first one that happened, and we'll move on to the other one. Yeah, it's kind of it's a dick move to all the other kids. Like yeah, they left and they forfeited, but all those the kids on the other team, yeah, that you know AAU is not cheap. They traveled there, mm-hmm. they pay to be part of this. They get there and then they don't even get their game. You know, there's that kid's sh- chance to show up his son or you know make a name for himself in this AAU tournament, and they get cheated out of a game. So he wasn't hurting the tournament. He wasn't hurting the refs. He was hurting the other kids on the other team. You know, oh parents too. Yeah, everybody. Yeah, everybody. Yep. But. Yeah, LeVar Ball, you're a piece of crap. Yeah. Well, I mean, what, what, with this newest thing, he got the female referee fired or uh, just the, it, you know, removed. removed from the court. Removed from game. his game, yeah. yeah. Um, and then, well, Adidas removed her because they're the sponsor of the event. Correct. And um, then afterwards, after they realized that they effed up, I think they came out and apologized. and. Yeah, so... Said, so it came out, Adidas got caught with their hand in the cookie jar because I guess beforehand there was a big meeting that said, we only want refs to ref LeVar's ball, LeVar Ball's game that will keep him here and keep him on the court and keep him in the tournament. So it was kind of like, we want the publicity of LeVar Ball being here, so anybody that's that's going to call a game fairly, I guess, you know, yeah. but anybody that's going to call a game the way it should be that would possibly throw him out, they didn't want him on the court. And apparently they misjudged with her. She didn't even. She didn't throw him out at any point. He just didn't like the way she was calling the game and demanded she be removed, and they did. Yeah. Um, and then Adidas now is going to have to play lots of cleanup because the institute or university, whatever it is, the the sanctioning body for these referees mm-hmm. has said they will not work with Adidas at all. Yeah. Anymore. Yeah, I see that. And they will not provide referees for any Adidas events. Well, and then. I- I was reading today, too. I don't know if Adidas and Lonzo are working out some kind of endorsement deal or something oh, like that. Oh, wow. So I that was in one of the articles I read today. I think it was Sporting News or something like that. Um, but I think maybe that had something to do with it. Maybe Adidas didn't want to piss off LeVar Ball and you know ruin the sponsorship or endorsement deal. That, Which is on. such nepotism. It's, yeah. it's absolutely wild to think about. But... At the same time, I mean, everything's a business. Yeah. But uh, unfortunately, yeah, you can't. You, if you're gonna sponsor a tournament to make it fair, you gotta. Adidas has to like put everybody on an equal playing field, you know. Absolutely, yeah. And I, well, if they didn't get caught, they wouldn't have apologized. But since they oh did, yeah, no way. Um, well, and that's one thing I'm sick of too. And every company nowadays that that does some things like this. We'll always come out and say, "Oh, that's that's against you know our our vision and our, our image, and we're totally not like that." And they'll start passing blame on. You hired these people, right? So you go through. Obviously, they're not new employees. They probably a lot of them work their way through the system. So you've been around them, you've promoted them, you've went and put them in these positions of authority. Take some responsibility. Like, don't pass the blame. This isn't us. This isn't us. No, that's you. That's yeah. you. That hundred percent you. That's on you. So take. Take it like a champ. Well, know? and LeVar Ball, and basically what I got from his, you know, interview or report after, afterwards, after they, whatever, after this whole incident happened, I mean, I don't know the exact wording that he, the quote that he said, but it, it basically sounded like he said that women should, 
uh, ref or coach and, you know, be the umpires for women's sports and men should be men's sports. Exactly. That's um, so pretty much little, what he said. Yeah. Not well, a, that goes back to when he was on the, the television show and he's like, I'm not talking to you. I'm not talking to you. I'm over here talking to him. Stay in your lane. Kept, yeah, stay in your lane. Had his back to her the entire time. He's just... A pile of crap. I'm, I'm sick of this guy. Even us on the Point After Show, we spent way too much time on the guy. I said this before we were recording tonight. Yeah. I just can't. I'm, I'm, me, I'm done. So if you guys want to do any more articles about this guy. Are you are you hashtag done? Oh, hashtag Can't done. come back from it. Hashtag done. Hash, hashtag done. done. But what if you, like, kill the hooker next week? We'd have to talk about it then. I wouldn't do it. No? No. All right. I'll give you my blessing. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. All right. Or, or tie a girl up and peed on her Goldberg. Are you done with Goldberg, too? Oh, I'm done. <laughs> Both. Oh, man. All right. Well, let's see if you're done with this guy. Johnny, Bo- <laughs> Johnny Bones Jones. Oh, we're Jones. just keeping all the trouble rolling this week, aren't we? <laughs> Johnny Bones Jones. Uh, Tom, you had us over here to watch the fight on Saturday night. Um, it was a great card. The entire card was stacked. Yeah. Right, a couple disappointments with, like, the Woodley-Maya fight, but, you know. That actually cost... They said the biggest loser on the card was Tyrone Woodley. Even though he won the fight, and he's still champ, he lost the chance to fight GSP for the title because of the lackluster performance, trying to avoid any any type of danger during the entire fight. I understand that's what they're supposed to do, but you're also there to put on a show for the fans. I read so, that, too. you know, <clears throat> let's see what happens there. But to John Jones, yeah, this guy is unbelievable. I... He's kind of like my Tiger Woods of this, of, of UFC. Like, I didn't like the guy, I didn't like the guy. He gets in some trouble, finds his way back. And, the, you know, opposite of what Tiger Woods did here, though, is now he's starting to embrace the villain role. Like, he comes out and he's like, yeah, how does it feel, Daniel Cormier? Like, I did beat you last time we fought, and I did blow all weekend. You know, like, so he comes out and he embraces it, and he's like, I'll take that villain role. And I, I appreciate that, because a lot of people would hide from it and say they're better. He came out and said he doesn't even have a problem. It's just recreational use. And, again, he's in his 20s. He's out having a good time. He's got as much money in the world. He's got the world by the balls. I'm going to go out on an honesty limb here and say I'm pretty sure everyone in this room would do recreational drugs and probably not get an addiction if they had all this type of money. Like, just go out and enjoy life and if... Someone said, hey, here's some cocaine. You would do some cocaine because you don't have to worry about work, drug tests, anything like that. I plead the fifth. That's fine. Yeah, I'm not going to say that on the record. Uh, that's fine. <laughs> I, I'm not saying I would either. I'm saying maybe we would. We don't know. We'll never, well, most likely, potentially never be in those circumstances right. where we have tens of millions of dollars not worrying about really anything. Never Speak know. for yourself. Yeah, I bought, yeah. A, I, bought, I bought a mega million ticket, so we'll see. Well, hopefully, th- if that means you do, I do. I think the problem comes down to flaunting it you know what i mean at the end of the day and i we go down this road all the time i just i hold fast to the point that whether you want to be or not you're putting yourself in the public eye kids are watching that we shouldn't be making cocaine seem like a good thing you know what i mean I don't like think he makes it seem like a good thing i think he's- or a fun thing or a or, or a positive thing like if he wants to do it I let him go uh, scarface style for all i care but what's he what's he gonna do when he got caught with it already multiple times is he just gonna? I'm say, sorry. How many times does that fly until we don't start talk. turning on it and right. saying he's a liar, scumbag? Now he's even lying about it. Like, go out and say, yeah, I, I did it. I don't have a problem with it. I experimented, had a good time with it. Oh, that's great. Yeah, that and that would be completely fine. I experimented, I tried it. But he's just like, listen, 
I'm gonna keep doing it. Yeah. He's like, this is okay. This is an okay thing for me. But yeah, this guy, honestly, I don't. I've been watching UFC for probably a good 15 years of my life now. Back when I had to watch it on YouTube. I think that, yeah, YouTube was probably, yeah, the YouTube was definitely out because it wasn't really televised, it wasn't sanctioned in many places. And this guy is by far the greatest fighter I've ever seen, most dominant fighter. He has one loss, which is BS. I talked about this in the past. Shouldn't have that loss on his record. He was dominating that fight, and they disqualified him, disqualified him for legal elbows. But next fight, like, he said it prior to the fight, after the fight, Grabbed the mic off Joe Rogan, said, Brock Lesnar, if you want to know what it feels like to get your ass beat by somebody 40 pounds lighter, meet me in the octagon. Dropped the mic and walked out. Could he ever fight McGregor? Could that no, ever happen? That would, no, that's that's way... No, I don't think anybody would ever sanction that. McGregor fights at 145, 155. Fought at 170. Um, but came like? in at like 168. Jones fights at 205, and he cuts probably a good 30 pounds to make that weight. So he can never get down to 170. Who Jones? Jones? Yeah, not a chance. So not, yeah, that he would wouldn't never even be able to get to 185. Okay, so that, yeah, um, that would never happen. Yeah, that would never happen. But Brock <clears throat> Lesnar, you know, and uh, speaking of McGregor, Jones said after the fight that McGregor's an inspiration to how he wants to look at his uh, his future and what it holds. It kind of scares me a little bit because now you're going to see all these MMA guys looking for the boxing fights, looking for the the kind of circus fights, I'll call it, and kind of like. Break down what MMA really is. It's supposed to be the mixed martial arts of people in your weight class and not these circus fights, but, you know, that that might be what's going on forward is that's where the money is. Everybody, like you said, it's a business. It's all about the money. Well, I I listened to an interview with uh, Tyson yesterday, and he said that, and I mean, it's Mike Tyson, but, I mean, if he's an expert on anything, it's boxing. And he said that the money's always going to be in boxing. But it's just that there's a lot fewer guys that are going to get paid. Like he said, you can go out and make a living as an MMA fighter. Maybe not be the greatest, but make a living. He said, if you're not the top of boxers, you're not making anything. You're 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 dirt poor. Well, I was even looking like I don't I don't know how the UFC handles their payouts or whatever. But John Jones made 500k for. The, the fight, the title fight, and he won. And Cormier, who lost, got a million dollars. I don't know how that... So this is how that works. There's incentives built in your contract where if you're the champ, you get X amount of dollars. If you're fighting in a title fight, you get X amount of dollars. If you're not the champ fighting in it, you get X amount of dollars kind of stuff. But this is something you have to remember is Zufa. Now, you know, they sold... It's a uh, Russian guy, right? No, no. Um, uh, Ari, his name is, actually. Okay. And Emmanuel, I think... He's his W M E I M G company okay. bought the UFC for that four point two billion dollars. Oh, 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 I thought you were talking about a fighter. No, no, no. Um, it's a private company. Right. So this is disclosed payments to the fighters that they release to the athletic commission of whatever state they're fighting in. At the same time, though, they don't have to release what they give them. So a lot of these people get a lot of what they call points um, or percentages of the pay-per-view sales. Mm. So I'm sure after you see the numbers, these guys probably made closer to $10 million each for this fight. Uh, and that and that's like the common thing in the UFC. Okay. Is you're, you're the main card of a fight. You're getting percentage <clears throat> points. Gotcha. So I think John Jones, Brock Lesnar, as much as I wouldn't like that because Brock's a big dude. And he, he cut... So heavyweight, that's where they would fight, <clears throat> is that heavyweight... And the top weight 
of that class is 264. Oh, wow. So John Jones would probably come into that fight at like 235, 240. Brock Lesnar has to cut weight to make 264. Damn. So he would have a huge weight advantage on him, and he's a wrestler, you know? So the big thing I would be afraid about in that fight is the UFC actually losing a draw because I could see Brock getting to the ground and kind of laying on him like he did several other fighters in the UFC and just punching him in the face till the fight's over. But John's long and lanky and could probably potentially keep him away. Yeah. It'd be interesting to see. I would like to see Gustafson versus John Jones part two. They both ended up in the hospital after the first one, busted lips, busted faces. It was an absolute war, and I would love to see that fight again. <coughs> All right. Well, I, um, the one thing that I liked out of this uh, UFC t- 214, that cyborg chick, she's quite the looker. Oh, she's a beast. <laughs> yeah. Absolute animal. Uh, she's been dominating like, people for years. She's like the predator. Well, she, she was caught... Using steroids a bunch of times. I can't tell. Yeah, she's. Oh, she. Yeah, she's probably as muscular as John Jones. She's I think I jacked. saw a penis the one time. <laughs> oh, Eddie, that's not nice. Uh, no. Um, but no, uh, John Jones. Congrats for taking the light, light heavyweight. Light heavyweight, two hundred five. Yeah. I feel uh, bad for DC Cormier. He was, he seemed like a good guy. He actually. He's kind of stuck in like purgatory of of UFC light heavyweight division now. He was. Undefeated until he faced John Jones the first time, lost to him, and then he won every other fight except for the two to John Jones. He actually fought in heavyweight and was just knocking dudes out. So, obviously, with two losses to the champ in your division, you're not going to get another one. Right. So, best bet maybe potentially for him is either one get a nutritionist like Mike Dolce or whatever Dolce, Dolce, Cabana. Yeah, and. Because you watch him, he's a he's a jiggly 205er. Be able to cut down to 185, which I doubt he'll ever be able to do. But my best bet for him would be to go back up to heavyweight. Because you're never getting another title shot unless you're mm. happy with being what they call as a gatekeeper. Knocking guys out and keeping them from the Tito Ortiz of the Chuck Liddell era. Or the Chuck Liddell of the Tito or era. Yeah. So that's just my take on this. John Jones, congrats again. You're real. Yeah, congrats. I'll, I'll, I'll give you a ton of props for that. You're real. You won't let people no. like Cavi change you and your opinion on stuff. Keep snorting. Get out there. Johnny. It'll end well. Yeah. <laughs> it always does. All right. And then uh, the last two things we're going to mention, uh, Cavi put up um, a couple articles about these two. We'll do the the most recent one. The Ravens conducting polls to see if Cap Colin Kaepernick's going to ruin their image if they if they sign him. Mind blowing to me, absolutely mind blowing. So, I mean, Joe Flacco's hurt, mm. and it's a back problem. So we all know once you get up there in age, quarterbacks, the back's the worst thing that could go, especially for Flacco, who's generally a durable guy. But those back issues are nagging. He's going to have to come out probably when he takes some shots during the season if it's, a, if it's an ongoing thing. Um, so they're going to need a decent backup. Yeah. They don't have that right now. <laughs> um, so they're out there, and kind of the best guy available on the market right now is Kaepernick. You know, um, We all know he can win. Um, mm-hmm. He's not the answer anywhere, but he, he can win. So the Ravens are kind of putting the feelers out there. Um, at a fan convention this week, they asked the fans what they thought and how they felt about it. Um, 
they asked all their sponsors, the team sponsors, how they felt about it. Um, they asked Joe Flacco how he felt about it, and then they reached out to Ray Lewis to see what he thinks. Um, it's a great panel. So you're going to reach out to an alleged murderer and ask him if he thinks it'll hurt your image if you bring in a guy who kneeled during the national anthem in silent protest. Here's my thing. You is, know, like, is, uh, <clears throat> the only thing I, I, I'll throw in my two cents on that is you look last year after he was kneeling and everything like that, NFL ratings have been down. And they're kind of worried about it. And one of the things that actually made like the top list of reasons why people weren't watching the NFL, which I don't know if this is to be true, but they said that the whole cap situation last year. Here's my thing is who they didn't ask me. You know what I mean? Like I'm thinking that the people who are going to take those surveys are probably in Alabama in trailers with their Nielsen boxes, getting the thirty bucks a month to have it there. You know what I mean? Like honestly, like do you know anybody in your entire life that had a Nielsen box in yeah. their house? We had one at Green Street, Harrisburg. Did you really? Yeah, I was supposed to send them back the boxes. I still have them. How did you get hooked up with a Nielsen box? This they story just, is more interesting than anything we talked about. They all just night. randomly. Well, this is when you know I was living with uh, my two roommates, but they yeah. contacted. Um, one of them, and they're like, you know, would you want to be a, a Nielsen, it's not a subscription, but like, you know, uh, information provider or whatever it is. Yeah. And we're like, yeah, it was, I think we got $24 every three months. So, yeah, I thought it was like 30 And he's bucks been hustling three, yeah. for years and we didn't know <laughs> about that. On that grind. Yeah. <laughs> that grind. Good for you, kid. 24 bucks every quarter. Yeah. yeah you're almost making 100 a year. Yeah. But the IRS does not know about. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> they, just send you, they just send you cash or what? <laughs> that was a check, like a cashier's okay, check. Okay, well, then the IRS kind of probably knows about it. Yeah. <laughs> on on uh, Nielsen's end, not yeah. on Eddie's end. Yeah, that's true. Do you guys just, split? You guys split that three ways. Yeah, yeah, split, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, they just put smoke. it towards the cable bill. <laughs> yeah, eight bucks every three three months. Okay, so Eddie <laughs> answers my question. He knows somebody that's a Neil's box person. And there you go. It's not even from Alabama. You it's got true. Yeah. Right here in the okay. inner yeah. city of uh, Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. Yeah, Greens. Way to go, E. Thanks, man. I'm very proud of that. Okay, well, I point point disproven. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean. I don't know. I just think that out of any team in the league, the Ravens are not the ones that need to worry about Colin Kaepernick being an image problem. For if anything, he's an upgrade. You got Ray Rice. You got Ray Lewis. You know, I mean, yeah. you got, you got a, an alleged murderer, and a, it's not alleged that Ray Rice beat his wife. We saw it. You know, what I mean, he knocked her out. I don't know. I just. I just like where where does the moral high ground come in now? I get it. He's not as good of a player as maybe Ray Rice was. You know what I mean? Like Ray Rice obviously was the contributor and and a franchise player that the franchise built around. Blah blah blah. But where where does the moral high ground start? Yeah, I don't know where the Ravens were going with this whole poll scenario. Yeah, I, <clears throat> um, it's not looking I good. Mean, I, I kind of ran the poll in the I, in the Facebook groups today and. <laughs> And there weren't many cap. They get the. They call him the kneeler. The kneeler. Get the kneeler out of here. The kneeler. Know. Eddie's the Nielsen. Yeah. Yeah. Me and Cap have something in common. What do you guys think? I mean, what? What? Uh, Ed. I wouldn't mind seeing Cap go there. I mean, I think it'll be decent for ratings. I don't know how fans of Baltimore um, will. I mean, like he's, it, a, he's, a, he's a Harbro guy, just a different one. I thought one. you were going to say Hall of Famer. I'm like, <laughs> No. He's just a different brother. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, I, I actually thought that would be something in his favor, but I guess it's not really factoring in. I, 
I guess if you're asking us, I think it's kind of BS that he's held to this standard. Is I understand a lot of people are pissed thinking that he was disrespecting the American flag and, you know, maybe he said some things that he shouldn't have said. <clears throat> but at the end of the day, there still is a lot of racism in our country, a lot of mistreatment in our country. And where else to raise that awareness than in front of the millions of viewers you have right in front of you? Unfortunately, it backfired on him. Right. I think that in the long run, stances like this and, and people like this, history always ends up looking favorable on them. So my stance is, you know, usually... We'll see him in a history book in a couple years? Honestly, I think you will. Like, eventually. Like, if you look at... Like Rosa Parks? Not like Rosa Parks, but like... Um, the guys at the Olympics that put the uh, leather gloves on and, and oh, put yeah. their fist up in oh, solidarity. Yeah. Yeah. And even the white guy that did it with them that came in third place. Um, and what was it? Jesse. Uh, Jackson? No. Owens. Jesse Owens and, and the other guy. And they, they did that. And then the Australian that came in third put his. I don't know if he put his fists up, but he wore the pin. Okay. And. Uh, at the time, that guy was banned for life yeah. from um, the Australian team, and he was, you know, his career was over. And I mean, Jesse Owens and those guys had death threats and everything coming back. And like, like we look back now and we're like that. Like our whole our whole life, because that happened so so long ago. Mm. Our whole life, we've been taught that, that was a historic, heroic, great act that took place. But, like, that was not how it was seen when it happened. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, yeah, those yeah. guys suffered for it. And um, that guy now finally, what what is it, you know, exactly. 70 years, yeah, 60 yeah. years later? Like, last year, he was, like, inducted into the Australian Running Hall of Fame finally. You know, and allowed to, allowed to go to races. He wasn't even allowed to go to them. And he didn't, he, he didn't even put his hand on it. He just wore a pin. Yeah. Um, so I think that being on the right side of history eventually – will catch up on it and if like years down the road our kids see this or our grandkids see it i think there'll be a whole nother light shed on it because it's not in the moment you know in the moment there's always emotions and yeah and so much hyperbole put into be, it that could be accurate i can see that yeah. happening so i want to be on the right side of history but i mean it, it just sucks now because no one wants cat I mean, oh i know can't get a job yeah, and it's probably he's gonna I be mean, working with Goldberg. He, he was. He yeah. wasn't. I mean, he's not the greatest of quarterbacks, but I mean, he'd be a good backup. He's better than other backups yeah, that have. Absolutely. Like he's better than Ryan Mallett. Like let's be honest, Mallett's the backup there right now. He's much better quarterback than him. <clears throat> yeah. So like I don't know, just like I I like to think if any and they're not, but if a listener, if a an owner or a front office guy who's listening to this, you know, if you're trying to make that decision, think about the guys who are in those pictures during the civil rights that are, like, blocking the marchers yeah. or that have, like, the nasty signs. Like, think about where they went down in history and then realize, like, you're going to be that obstructionist guy whose name goes down with that later on. And here's my uh, message to Baltimore Ravens is you go out and you look at, and I know I got some hate on this when I first wrote an article about it, Cincinnati Bengals went and signed Joe Mixon, drafted him this year. And he's on video knocking a woman out cold. And they're okay signing that, and there's not as much hate going on, as much media press around that. But then you have a guy that 
kneel during the national anthem and, and he's hated for it and he can't even get a job because of it and they, they want to say it's the talent that what? I don't care. It's just right. not. It What's is that's... absolutely mind-boggling to me that a guy that punches a girl out cold, whether or not she pushed him, knocks her out cold. And he's on a team, but a guy that kneels during the national anthem can't get a job. And does it behind the team in his own private form of protest, doesn't try to make a spectacle out of it. Yeah. You know, a spectacle was made out of it, but not by him. Mm-mm. And then the, the apology tour that he's had to go on, and he actually, like, has said... Which sucks. He said, listen, in order to be able to play football, like, I won't do it this year. Like, I promise I won't do that. He's donated. Like, he hasn't had a paycheck coming in in over a year. He's been donating millions of dollars to all these charities and everything. Just trying to apologize. Yeah, trying to apologize for something he shouldn't have to apologize. Standing up for something. I I totally agree that it's ridiculous that, I mean, it's, it's his right. I don't know, like. I don't. Sometimes I forget to put my hand over my chest when I'm singing the national anthem or right. pledge of allegiance. Take your hat off. Yeah. Sunglasses. 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 Yeah. I don't want people to see my hat head. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, so enough about Cap. I mean, I, I, we wish him the best here at the point after show because he deserves to be on a team and show his skills uh, once again. So good luck, buddy. Uh, Chris Christie, last one here. Cap, you. Give us a little backstory here, because uh, he he went off on a Chicago Cubs fan or f- group of fans. Yeah, so Christie for some reason was at a Milwaukee's Brewers Cubs game. Again, he's just an enigma. I don't know what this guy like how he lives his life. You would think he would be a Mets fan. He's from Jersey or whatever. Yeah, Jersey Governor for those yeah. of you that are not in politics. Jersey Governor Fupa King, Chris Christie, um, was out there at the game. Getting heckled by a group of fans. Rightfully so. I mean, I don't know. Is there a guy in America right now that is more, that is... As unpopular as this guy? More deserving to be heckled. Like, I can maybe name three. Like, Chris Christie should be heckled anywhere yeah. he goes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's not like he's like this, like, evil genius. Like, just the shit he does, it's like... Closes just, bridges, yeah. beaches. Closes <laughs> bridges and getting people killed. Closes a public beach on one of the busiest holidays... Which, okay, I get it if you have to do that. But then goes there and uses it as his own private beach, you know, like with his family. I think he's at 15% uh, approval rating right now. So so the 15% that's out there, like get out from under the rock, watch some television, and understand what's this thing called life, okay? Get a grip. That's all I'm going to say about this. This guy is just nuts, terrible. Yeah, he's pretty much announced that he's not going to run again. So I think now he just doesn't give a shit. Um, but anyway, so what happened was he was getting heckled, and uh, he went to get himself some nachos. And and I remember a couple years ago, it was a big uh, they were making fun of Christy really bad because he was eating the plain nachos with no so- with no nacho cheese sauce on it or whatever. Stepped up the condiment game this time. I will give him that. There was some. It looked like some girls kind of meat on there, and some cheese, and maybe some jalapenos. Uh, put his uh, iron grip onto those nachos. Got right down on the Cubs fan's face and said. Uh, you want to act like a hot shot, or you want to act you like think a big? You're a hot shot. No, you want to act like a big shot. Okay. Right in his face. Now, here's my thing. I, we all, I, it's common knowledge. I used to own a bar, and when I had that bar, I had uh, bouncers at that bar, so I can speak from the position of Chris Christie. He had uh, Secret Service with him. When you have big guys behind you that will, you know, kill for you. Uh, you're a tough guy, and you're going to say whatever you want. If Chris Christie didn't have Secret Service agents standing there with him, 
he's not getting in this guy's face because he's in Chicago. He's in the fan section. He's probably getting his head knocked off his freaking shoulders. But if that guy even made an aggressive move towards him, oh, yeah. he'd be shot or in oh, jail. Tased, or Yeah, tased. it'd be unbelievable. Be so Tased and confused. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I give it to the guy. The guy kind of just, like, laughed it off and, and said whatever. But Chris Christie needs to, needs to, to, to get a grip. I'd punch him in the mouth. Would I would have taken a tase for it. <laughs> you taking a taser for oh, that? Oh, for sure, yeah, because then you would have been on every... Uh, <laughs> then you would have been on every media outlet for a while after you got out of jail yeah, and you your coma. You'd have your 10 minutes of fame. You think... Uh, so, I don't know, you guys, you know the whole... It's been on the news a lot lately, like, the whole thing, and there's commercials, so, like, people in Chicago notably don't put ketchup on hot dogs. Yeah. It's really? like a big thing. Like they put like peppers. Yeah, they put like all kinds of everything else on it, oh, okay. but yeah. not ketchup. So uh, on National Hot Dog Day last week, Heinz uh, put out in front of the stadium at Wrigley. They put out uh, these containers that says special hot dog sauce, and it was just ketchup. And the people were putting it on it and going nuts, like eating it. And they were like, "Wow, this hot dog sauce is awesome!" And then, like they, halfway through, they told them it was ketchup. And they were, like spitting it out and everything, and they were like hor- <laughs> acting horrified. I bet you Chris Christie goes into the Cubs game and puts ketchup on his hot dog. He just seems like that kind of guy. Total, uh, when you're yeah. in Chicago, you have to try a Chicago style hot doggy. Yeah. Oh, uh, they're good. Are they good? Yeah, they have a lot of lot of different things on them, but yeah, yeah like they're they're sweet, they're really good. They sweet peppers. They have the hot pepper, the, the pepperoni yeah. type deals. Oh, really? Oh, uh, they're good. I had one in the airport, and it was phenomenal. Yeah, hmm. it's like their thing, but no. No ketchup. No they're, ketchup. They're not into it. I know Abe Froman. He was the sausage king of Chicago, wasn't he? Or hot dog king of Eddie Chicago? Eddie is the sausage king of the Point After Show. <laughs> we know that much. <laughs> uh, well, I used to be. What changed? I'm got engaged now. Ooh. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, okay. Anyway, well, yeah. Chris Christie. Chris Christie, you're a bum. Just the most Chris Christie thing that's that could ever happen is what he did today, and you know, we we salute him for it or salute Chicago. I don't know exactly. Salute but your shorts. It, it was great. It was a great way to start my morning with these video clips because it was legitimately <laughs> hilarious. And the Twitter, uh, the Twitter memes and everything. Memes awesome. and and statuses were just great. So I enjoyed it. So I think that's that's basically all we got for you guys tonight and this week for the All Sports The Point After Show podcast. Uh, be sure to check out our Fantasy Football Advantage show, which is coming out this week as well. Coming yeah. out later today. Later today. Yep. Absolutely. And then, uh, you know, we do want to remind you of one of the uh, sponsors of our show, Pristine Auction. That is pristineauction.com. If you guys are looking for something for your man cave, for your woman cave, Maybe just your kid's room, some sports memorabilia, some movie memorabilia, anything you're looking for, you can check out pristineauction.com and um, put in a bid on things. We just got an awesome Antonio Brown jersey for them that will be uh, the, the the trophy or what you know the prize for our fan fantasy football league that we're doing this year. So somebody's gonna win a really sweet uh, jersey, and it's yeah. uh, it's matted really nice. It's autographed. Not New Jersey. Chris Christie style. Yeah, yeah, not New Jersey, just Jersey. Um, but yeah, so check out those guys. They have a lot of great stuff, and and we're big fans of them. Definitely, and we are looking forward to our fantasy football uh, show because we get into a little bit of our league, uh, the Lipko's Legends League, which we're all in, and we're going to talk about, um, you know, draft order, draft picks, and we're also going to give out the winner of the Tyreek Hill jersey for the contest contest that we had out on Twitter. 
Um, but other than that, uh, thanks for listening. Be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook. Our Twitter handle is at Point After Show. Mine personal one is at Eddie underscore the PAS. I'm at TLIP underscore the PAS. I'm at Producer Cavi. And Paul's is at, is it the FF Advantage? Just, I believe so. Yeah, it's the FF Advantage. FF Advantage. Yeah. So any uh, fantasy football or any kind of sports-related topics or questions, uh, be sure to hit us up on Twitter. And uh, make sure that you check out our website, thepointaftershow.com, for daily blogs, uh, fantasy golf uh, rankings, fantasy NASCAR. Cavi puts out a bunch of um, great blog articles about popular things that are happening in the sporting and news world, so check those out. And uh, Daily baseball updates from Ed. Daily baseball updates from me. New daily article starting up this week from Tommy. Every day you'll get something from him. Every Hashtag day. killing it. Even if it's just a dick pic. Yeah. No, I don't know about that. Or a, but anyway, a as, taint pic. As even. Paulie always says, if you made it this far, thanks. Peace, guys. <laughs>